Hello everyone and welcome to Off The Blocks Podcast Season 4. This is episode number 22. Thank you all very much for downloading our show today, wherever you are right now listening. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now, a very special edition of the podcast today and for the first time, we're heading away from swimming and talking all about mental fitness. Now, no, not mental fitness that you may be thinking. This is not about how to mentally prepare for a swimming race. This is real talk, very relatable. No matter what age you are or what you're doing in life, we are talking about mental fitness of everyday life and dealing with the struggles. And who better to help me do that and talk about that than the man who started Gotcha for Life, a tremendous initiative centered all around health and well-being of the mind and genuinely just checking in on a friend and seeing if they're okay. And it's Mr. Gus Warland. Gus is a great guy. He is a TV and radio personality here in Australia. Loves cricket, loves his roosters in the NRL, but more importantly, he loves helping people and letting them know that they're not alone. Now, this topic is very important to me, especially in the environment we're in right now here in Sydney and in Melbourne in lockdown. So set aside 30 minutes of your day, grab a drink, put your headphones in and get ready to listen to a man with a heart of gold talk about mental fitness and all the things we can be doing to help each other and help ourselves. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100s in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Vanderhoof's hand. But the symmetry of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats. Knott in the black hats. And Knott has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Knott in front. Knott on the hall. Knott goes in. Australia win. Joining me today on the show is a man who has been on our screens and on our radios for over a decade now here in Australia, working on Fox Sports as a cricket fan, traveling the world, also on Triple M as a part of the Brecky crew for 10 years. Uh, But perhaps his most important work has been started in the last four years with Gotcha for Life, which is a, a tremendous initiative all around mental fitness and well-being. And I'm fortunate enough to have him on Off the Blocks for a chat today. It's Mr. Gus Wallen. Gus, how are you going, mate? I'm very well, thank you. That's a very nice intro. I appreciate it. Mate, it's always important to pump the guest tyres up before we get started, (laughs) I think. Uh, It's very, very important, but all true as well. I mean, it's not as if I'm making anything up there and, you know, we'll get stuck straight into it in terms of mental fitness and gotcha for life. Mm. Um, Talk to me about how that all got started because obviously, uh, you know, I could give the intro and the bio for you, but mate, this is your story. Tell us how it all got started. Yeah, I mean, for me, I suppose, sort of, like you said, 10 years on Brecky Radio, after about year six or seven, you know, we are the same crew the whole time. So Matty Johns, who some of your listeners will know, and Mark Guyer also, we sat around one morning and said, you know, should we start talking about content that really matters rather than just talking sport, rock music and jokes? Do you reckon we can talk about the fact that we're 40-year-old men, uh, the fact that we've got teenage children, the fact that we've been married to the same lady, all of us, for the last you know, 20 plus years, our audience is growing and ageing with us. Why don't we start talking about some things outside of what we would normally call the content for a Triple M Brecky show? 
So they said, yeah, let's let's do it, but you go first. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So I said, well, you know, the, the, the key break every morning at a breakfast show is just after the 8 o'clock news. That's when most people are listening. They're up and about. They're in their cars or they're travelling or they're at work with a lot of tradies. And I just spoke about a friend of mine that took his own life and uh, I talked about it with great emotion and I struggled to get through it. And anyway, we have 30-odd lines at Triple M that are available for people to phone in on and the lights just blew up. People mm. saying, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing the story. And then a lot of people saying, well, I've got a story just like that as well. And, of course, Maddie had one and MG had one. And it changed the way that our show started to started to entertain because we started to become more real, more authentic. Um, not that we burst into tears every five minutes mm -hmm. or had deep and meaningfuls because that's not what our audience wanted. But at the right time when we felt it, we we went there and we went to that vulnerable space and we got some really, really good stuff out of it. So I was lucky enough to have a lady in the car driving her sons to school. She had just won a little bit of money from Movember to build a um, documentary and that documentary ended up being Man Up. Mm -hmm. And the Man Up show is still available on ABC iView. It's had just over 96 million views worldwide now. Wow. We gave away to the world in the pandemic. And a lot of people, I think, slowed down enough to go, you know what, I might watch something outside of my comfort zone or I might try to educate myself a little bit through this pandemic. So we had a huge influx of people in America and the UK in particular watch it. And it's the most proudest thing um, that I've done in terms of media. All the other stuff was heaps of fun and I wouldn't change it, but... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it absolutely changed my world, man up. And that really challenged masculinity. Why my friend who ticked every box took his own life? Why 1,200 of us were at the funeral, you know, the, after going, did you have any idea? Did you have any idea? Yeah. We were all completely clueless. And that got me thinking. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna continue down this path. So Gotcha for Life was started. And that really is a foundation now that just ticked around $7 million given away to anyone that works in the suicide prevention space, you know, that space of education to teach us what it takes to be a man and a woman today compared to when the rules were set all those years ago. Let's look at those rules and tinker with them a little bit. Let's give ourselves a bit of a break and let's give each other the words to have the conversation of gravity. So Gotcha for Life was started and, you know, I've dedicated the rest of my life to it. I left Brecky Radio and I'm doing it full time now. I mean, I still need a balance. I still muck around a bit on the radio and a bit of stuff with Fox, but um, yeah, this is my focus now. Well, mate, absolutely. Thank you know, thank God you did. Uh, I've texted you a few times saying, you know, what great work you're doing. Uh, I know you go out and do a few talks to, to different companies and stuff like that. My old man was at one of them and he couldn't stop raving about you and your, the chat you, you know, you had with him. So nice. mate, I, I think you're doing fantastic work. So, mate, um, keep thank it you. up. Um, talk to me about lockdown, mate. How, how have you been during <laughs> lockdown? I mean, you live in Sydney here with all – Stuck, I'm out in Western Sydney, so it's not. I, I get really jealous of the people who get an hour's, you know, day out and they still get to go to the beach and walk around. We're, we're stuck out here. We can't really – I get to see sheep every day. That's exciting, <laughs> but that's about all I've got. <laughs> what about you? Oh, look, I know it's not even for everyone, and I suppose when it all started March of 2020, it was sort of Team Australia, wasn't it? Now it's very much, you know, for a while there was everyone but Victoria, and now <laughs> yeah. it's sort of like parts of – of Sydney that are really sort of locked down compared to where we are. Um, I still get to go, you know, for a walk every morning, walk the dog and just start my day in a, in a way that's, you know, pretty normal. Um, but as, as you say, I, my job now is to go around and, and talk to people about Gotcha for Life and give them some tips and tricks about 
what it takes to get through stuff that's thrown at you. This life at the moment is a difficult one. Uh, so I miss that. Uh, I get to do it, obviously, on podcasts like this and, and doing chats to corporations. But there's nothing like the energy of walking into a room and seeing people and talking to them before and after. That's what I love. That I've always been, you know, someone that have enjoyed, you know, people. Um, so I really miss that. And, um, you know, you don't get a lot of energy back um, when you're doing a, a chat like this, absolutely. But when you're doing a, a conversation to, like last week, I did a big company, it's five and a half thousand. The week before, 15 and a half thousand. You know, they're just, you know, a massive big Brady Bunch family sit looking back at you yeah. on the screen and they're all, all on muted. mute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All on mute. And, yeah. Well, sometimes they're not and you hear the occasional sort of, you know, <laughs> bit of scramble halfway through your chat, which, which is nice to break it up. But um, I've tried to keep it as simple as possible and I've tried to give as much advice out to people that have asked to keep it as easy as possible by sticking to your routine and your schedule, you know, getting up and doing a bit of exercise or walking around the block, um, having a shower, getting changed, having a shave if you need to, if you're a bloke, um, and sort of trying to stick to some sort of routine and realising that we're only physically isolated, not emotionally isolated. And that means use technology and technology has been brilliant through this whole pandemic. It stood up to the test of time. So use use the technology to stay in contact with the people that you love. Um, there's just no excuse for you to be sitting around not using technology to send a text message, a FaceTime, send an email, whatever it might be, just stay in contact with people because one thing I've really noticed is a lot of people are lonely at the moment and that's because they've sort of stopped having that contact and it's only it's only that physical contact, so use technology. So I've got some tips and tricks around that to make sure that you go through your contact list on a daily basis and pick five people out and say, right, I'm going to send you a, a text message and it's a... It's a bit of a vulnerable one. It leaves you a bit vulnerable. I get them to text, I love you, mm-hmm. and no bullshit emojis, like the proper words. Yeah. I love you. I miss you. See you soon. Kiss, hug, kiss, hug. And just send it. Yeah. And I know it's a bit sort of, oh, God, it's a bit, oh, I don't know if that's right. But, you know, send it. And you'll get all these responses like, are you day drinking? Um, <laughs> was this message for me? Or you might get and hopefully get, well, I love you too, you know, and I really miss you too. And it just starts a conversation. It starts a connection. And that will keep you going. If you do that five times a day with five different people, um, you know, you'll soon find yourself realising that we're all in this together. And it does make it easier to realise that you're not the only one out there suffering. And the only way that you'll know that is if you stay in contact with people. Mate, absolutely. Great tips there. Um, and to your point, you know, obviously with uh, FaceTime and stuff like that, that's how we've been keeping in contact with our family. Mm. Um also sometimes makes things harder, doesn't it? I know my mum, every time she sees my daughter, is like, oh, I miss you. Can I just come over? I'm like, mum, you can't. I'm so, like, so, no. so It makes it so much harder. But at least, as you said, it, it keeps us uh, in contact. Mate, talk to me about, um, you know, I want to get into signs that you, your mate is struggling. Obviously, Gotcha for Life was all designed around having those conversations and, and getting the ball rolling because as, as guys especially – um, I can't speak on being a female because I'm not, but as, as a guy, I know it is hard sometimes to to have those conversations. Is there? Have you noticed through your you know years of obviously living, but just now with dealing with Gotcha for Life and working in that space, that there's markers, there's things to keep a lookout for. Of you know, you know, you mentioned there before with you, with your mate who who took his own life. There wasn't anything that people could sort of. Oh, did you notice? No, I didn't notice. Mm. Since you started working in this space, though, is there starting to be markers? Do you think that you can pick out to say, well, maybe well, I think we should check up on this guy. I think he might be doing it a bit tough. 
Older. Look, I think there's two, two ways of looking at that. Firstly, men are really good at putting on the mask and girls are too. Don't get me wrong. Like the yeah. 75% of suicides are men, but most of the attempts of suicide are women. You know, and if your audience don't know the, the stats, it's seven men a day every day and it's three ladies a day every day and we have nearly 65,000 attempts of suicide a year and that's mm. one every 28 seconds where the AMBO is phoned in this country to say, please save me. So you think about it, you and I have been chatting for 13 minutes, you know, that's nearly 30 people have signed the, have called the ambulance in the time that you and I have been chatting. So crazy. if we if we think that we've got it nailed or we know what we're doing in this country, you know, we don't and we need to keep working hard. And that's why, you know, I come on your podcast. I've, I've seen the stuff that you do, other podcasts that I'll be doing today or other chats, you know, you, we can't talk about it enough, but we still need the awareness behind um, the action. The action is the key. You know, everyone knows we've got a problem, but we need to keep working at it to make sure we get through and actually change behaviours and so forth. And I suppose that's what that's the question you're asking is, is how do you work out if a friend is going through a tough time? Because most of us aren't very good at picking up on those signs. And mm. a lot of guys in particular that are going through stuff, they are very good at masking it, you know. So what I'm trying to do is actually turn that around and actually find within yourself to get the mental fitness up to be able to tell someone that you're going through stuff so it's really hard and you need to be really brave and you need to be to get through that real scariness of you know what grabbing one of your friends and telling them how you truly feel and that doesn't mean you have to burst into tears every five minutes or have that deep and meaningful as i said and you don't need to tell everyone about how you feel tell a professional Tell one of your friends, tell a coach, tell a teacher, whatever your age might be, tell someone that you trust and feel safe with, tell them, you know what, I'm bullshitting really well here. My life sort of seems to be going along okay, but I'm really struggling. Mm. I've got a lot of stuff going on that I'm burying and I'm just not coping very well and I need to tell someone about it because I truly believe that suicide's a death of loneliness. So if we continue to keep the feelings to ourselves and keep burying those emotions, eventually something's going to pop. And it may not be suicide, but it's certainly anxiousness. It's certainly depression that goes with it. And you'll never be living your the best possible life that you can. So for me, it's about learning to have the words of gravity outside of banter. So banter conversation, talking about the weather, talking about sport, talking about work to a certain degree, we're comfortable doing that. So that's where we like to live. It's sort of going, you know what? I'm going to go outside of that comfort zone to a gravity conversation. Fucking hell, what do I do? Mm. What do I say? Well, they're the type of words that got you for life and the workshops that we support, they're the ones that give you the words to go, you know what, I'm going to bite down here. And it might be, you know, talking with tears running out of my eyes and snot running out of my nose, but I will get through this conversation and I will tell someone how I truly feel. And as soon as you tell someone how you feel, you're starting to build that village of people around you that will allow you to get through the type of stuff that life's throwing at us. It's not easy. Believe me, it's not easy, but that's why I like to call it mental fitness is because it's like your first personal training um, session is not easy. And mm -hmm. the next day you wake up feeling sore, you never want to go back again. You start saying, why am I spending this money, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're doing it for, a next, for the next month every day, you soon realise, actually, I'm starting to feel good. People start to notice that I'm looking better. I feel better amongst myself. You've got to hang in the grind. And that's the same with this conversation, this really difficult conversation starter where you're being honest with someone in the world. 
that is really hard. So we're teaching people how to have that conversation of gravity outside of banter. The more they do it, the fitter they become, the better they become at it. Then all of a sudden, you've got a bit of a village around you that go, you know what, I'm here for you. I can't fix you, but I'm here for you because I know what you're going through. And I promise you, as soon as you have that conversation with someone, you wait for them to turn around and go, you know what, me too. Mm. I'm going through a bit of a tough time and I'm really glad that you showed some vulnerability because now I feel that you've built a safe enough space for, for me to tell you how I feel. Then you get this rich friendship that goes from being a great mate who enjoys having a few beers and watching footy to, you know what, I can love this guy. Because yeah. he's shown vulnerability, I've shown it to him, and our relationship is now on a much diff different level. We need to start having more of those conversations and we need to start not taking our relationships for granted because at the moment we just think, she'll be right, mate, he's flying, mate, he's going well. He's got his wife and kids, he's got a good job. You've got no idea really what people are going through and everyone copes with things differently. So if you love that person, check in with them lead with some vulnerability and actually get your relationship stronger and deeper and that way you won't worry alone. If you don't worry alone, then you're a much better chance of, of, of actually never getting to the stage where you're going to be a stat. Mate, I was going to add something to that and as I was talk, listening to you talk, I thought I'm a stupid man for trying to add anything to that because I think you absolutely killed it. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think that's you know very, very wise words and, and you know stuff that I think is going to resonate with a lot of people now. Talk about signs uh, within ourselves, mate, that we're struggling. I was just talking to you before, you know, we even started and, you know, we're going through everyday life and there's, you know, there's times I pick myself up and go, hang on a second, you know, we're, <laughs> this, we've got to change here. I've got to make sure I'm waking up earlier tomorrow. I've got to make sure I'm getting off the lounge and getting motivated and doing stuff. Do you have signs with, within yourself where you've got to, you know, pick yourself and go, hang on a second, mate, you know, I've got to get back on track here. Or those are the times that you need to reach out to someone and just say, oh, Hey, mate, can we have a chat? I'm not, I'm not feeling that great. Yeah, bit of a combo. I'm, I'm lucky. I've been married to the same lady for nearly 30 years. I've got three teenage kids and two of their partners live with us. So the house is full um, and that's the way I like it. Um, I get picked up real quick by my own kids if I'm like, thanks for saving the world, Dad, but any danger of you having a crack here at home, <laughs> you know, that type of conversation. I'm like, okay, so yeah. I'm there, but I'm not present or I'm yeah. not quite focused enough to give them the time that they need or perhaps I, they start seeing me slide a little bit, drinking too much, um, all of a sudden, make, you know, takeaways is three times a week, not once a week, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I'm really lucky that I've got kids that are confident enough to, and they love me enough to, and we've always built a good relationship with our kids that feel that they can give us an uppercut whenever we need too and they're old enough too right as well so they're 18 20 and 21 so they're adults in their own right so just in the last couple of days my son said look what we've all started to slide a bit this is sort of week eight or nine of this lockdown you know why don't we do this eight-week challenge where we all you know sort of put in our measurements and put it into an app and the app will tell us what we can eat and stuff and it, it just unites us all for eight weeks and hopefully by eight weeks that will be out of this lockdown and, and starting to look at summer and Christmas time and, for me, the ashes and all the really good stuff to look forward to. So you need that's why it's so important to have your village around you that can help you through this stuff because otherwise, you know, I have gone days where I've just really struggled um, and my wife needs to pick me up or my kids need to pick me up. But if you didn't have anyone to check on you, that's why it's so difficult. That's why I keep saying to people, build this village around you and if you're living by yourself and stuff, it's even more important to let people know how you truly feel. And, of course, the biggest 
come back to that is, well, I don't want to be that burden of a friend that rings people up all the time and it's a bloody negative conversation. It's like, oh, God, oh, he's ringing again. It's going to be another bloody hard work. Mm. Well, if they love you, they'll work it out with you, you know, and it will only be for a period of time. Um, it's not going to be every time you have a conversation. And plus, you need to have a bit of resilience and hard work within yourself to go, you know what, I'm going to pick myself up a little bit here. I, I can't do it all, but, you know, I'm going to show a bit of positivity as well when I phone people. It doesn't mean you have to fake it, but it means you just don't have to be, you just be honest with them about how you feel and mm. hopefully they'll be able to help you out of it. But it's hard, isn't it? Like you asked for some points before of, friends that you might be worried about. I mean, if they're just not themselves, if they're saying no to things, if they're not quite as up and about on the WhatsApp chat or whatever, that's what you have to check on now because you're not seeing enough of these people to know. Um, That's why on my WhatsApp I show some real vulnerability, you know, whenever I feel a bit upset or a little bit sad, I tell them. And then you watch people come back and go, look, I'm sorry to hear that. I felt a bit that way myself. And all of a sudden it opens up a conversation and then everyone feels like, you know what? We're all going through different different things. So it's actually quite nice to feel you're a part of a big family that's bumbling around in the dark looking for the light switch, you know, rather than, you know, people flying and you're struggling. Um, you know, I, I quite like the fact that we're all at the moment in the same boat. Um, I'm one of those people that talks to people in a lift. So I talk to everyone at all, all points. If I'm crossing the road and I'm hitting the button and someone there, I'll say good day. You know, I feel like I do that now because we've got something in common to talk about, whereas normally I'm a bit of a weirdo doing it. So, you know, the, the world's a strange place at the moment. So it's an opportunity to jump out of your comfort zone and and be a bit vun- be a bit vulnerable and um, see where it takes you. Well, obviously, we're, we're talking about change and changing the conversation. What, what are some of the stigmas that we need to change around that? Because obviously... You know, I don't want to keep talking about being a bloke, but because you know there are women and they've they've got their own sort of stigmas that that come with that. But I can only talk about what I have knowledge of and what I've lived. But obviously, you know, being a guy, there's a lot of stigmas around. You know, it's you know, it's our job to you know shoulder the burden of you know what's going on in the household, even though life is telling us now, no, it's not, and you know everyone's equal. And I do understand that, but there's there's a little part of us that's still on the inside that if money's going down, we take it on our own shoulders. Things like that. There's a lot of stuff I could go on and on. What are yeah. some of the sigmas that you're seeing that we do need to change that conversation around? Yeah, look, absolutely, you're absolutely right. You know, the world is changing, but are our feelings around what our roles in the world are changing? Is that really happening? Mm. Um, that's why I like to talk about what are the rules that it takes to be a man and a woman today compared to when the rules were set, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Like, at the moment, we're still living to a set of rules that were built before mobile phones, before social media, for instance. And, you know, no one can tell me that burying your emotions and just cracking on is the right way to do it compared to hey, buddy, I need to talk to you about something that's worrying me. It's got to be a better way. You know, for me personally, it is too. So I know that probably 80% of the rules are pretty much the same from where they were all those years ago. It means we just got to tinker with 10, 15, 20%, you know, depending on what your roles are. So for me, you know, I always go to people, okay, let's get a pen and paper out, you know, when we're all together in a big at a conference and I'll say, you know, what are the things that it takes you believe to be a man or to be a woman? What are the, what are those things? And, you know, people say that for men, you've got to be strong. You've got to be the breadwinner. You've got no emotion. It's like, that's all bullshit now. Like, you know, like we're human. So we're throwing away perfect and we're throwing away this sort of stereotype that's impossible to live up to. And we're looking at reality here. And, 
Um, by throwing away perfect and allowing yourself to be human means that you are allowed to have emotions. And in, in fact, I think it's braver to stand up and harder to step up and talk to someone about the truth rather than just burying your emotion and soldiering on with the mask on saying that everything's okay. So it's actually more manly to be emotional at the end of the day. So we've just got to turn around that narrative um, and also allow ourselves the opportunity to go, well, if we keep going down the same line, the same way that we've always done, it's the number one way to die now if you're an Australian male age between 15 and 44, suicide. So why wouldn't you want to fucking change that? Mm. You know what I mean? It's pretty simple. Um, or do we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and continue to get the same results? So that's why I'm thinking we need to be flexible and we need to change a few things. And one of those things is talking about your emotions and not burying them. So if we just change that, if we just find someone that we can talk to about our true feelings, that's going to make sure that we get people talking about the real things more uh, often. And if we do that, then we're more likely to share our problems, more able to then understand that it's not just our problem, it's a problem that most people have, and then we'll be able to cope with it better because you ask for advice, you ask for support, and believe me, it'll be there in spades for you. Mm. I mean, I've spoken to over a 1,000 people that have attempted suicide, and thank God they're still with us. Not one of them wanted to die, not one, but they all wanted to be out of pain. Pain was the thing that they were in, and it was pain that they could never describe. It's not like banging your foot against the bloody, you know, the, the coffee table. We're talking about pain that as soon as you wake up in the morning, you are in, you are so heavy, you are so dark, and you just are trying to work it all out, and you just need the pain to end. So if you spoke about someone, if you got the support and stuff that you needed, you're more likely to get through that stuff, and that's what, we're working on at the moment at Gotcha for Life is giving people those words and the confidence and the fitness, the mental fitness to actually start having those conversations and building those deeper relationships so you're not alone. Mate, you've mentioned a few times since we've started talking some stats that is blowing me away and I, I can't understand. I want to actually get into it because it's another conversation and it's going to be another podcast, but I can't understand how every day we've got to listen to stats on how many people have got COVID and how many people are this and how many people are that. I think the stats that you've rattled off in, in this conversation are far more important. But as I said, I don't want to get into it because definitely I, I know how strongly you're going to think about that well, as well. And that's, was that's one, another podcast. One that was sent me this morning by the Victorian Health. Deaths in the first five months of this year, zero through COVID, 276 by suicide. Wow. So from January to January, February, March, April, May, to the end of May, 276 people died to suicide, zero to COVID. So as I say on the Today Show when I get an opportunity once a week to chat on that or if I get a chance on my radio show to, to bring it up when the COVID numbers come after 11 o'clock, I'll say we are completely focused on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. We should be focused on the number of vaccinated and what date those vaccinated people will hit 70%. That gives us hope. That gives us an opportunity to circle a date in our diaries to go, that's the day that I can go for a walk. That's the day I'm taking my missus and my kids out for a burger. That's the date we go, whatever it might be. We're going to start planning that birthday that we missed three months earlier, which was my mate's 40th or whatever. Mm. We're, we're having it that Saturday. We need to start doing that. That gives people hope. 
It gives you an understanding of where we want to go in the future rather than just living in the same BS of those numbers every day. Like a friend of mine's in London at the moment. There was 100 people died, which, of course, is tragic, but a lot of people die every day without anyone ever knowing. Mm. Um, and then you've got 25,000 people with COVID and they are completely open and they are living with it and they are getting vaccinated and there'll be a booster jab and it's not a perfect world. I get it. And believe me, no one wants this, but we need to start looking at the real numbers, which is relationships break down, money going down the tubes, businesses breaking yeah. down and how many people then take their lives because of that, because it's around about four and a half thousand since COVID started compared to 900 that we've lost in COVID. So, you know, it's, it's all tragic, but the numbers are the numbers and there's a huge difference between one and the other. So we have to start looking at it in a different way. Absolutely, mate. I couldn't agree with you more. As I said, I, I actually, I'd re- there's about a thousand different conversations I'd love to have a chat with you about, but I know, I know we're time poor. I, I want to finish with this question, though. Uh, I know you do a bit, a lot of work with, you know, with, with schools and with kids and with young teams and all that sort of stuff. How important is it that we are talking to these younger kids coming through, boys, girls, about changing the cycle? That's a big thing, you know, for me with, with my family, uh, you know, my, just in terms of even our own health. Um, you know, my, my dad's a bigger man. I can be a bigger man. I fluctuate very similar to you. I can go up and you can go down. <laughs> I definitely want to break that cycle with my daughter and and help her learn the, the ways to, to be healthy. How important is it around mental health as well and mental fitness that we're talking to the kids and helping to break those stigmas early? So obviously it's a lot easier to talk to a 13 and 14-year-old uh, young, you know, girl coming through than, you know, someone who's 50 and has a lot more life experience and probably a little bit more set in their ways. Exactly. It's harder to unlearn stuff than actually learn stuff. So the sooner we get into schools, the better. We're looking at people at the moment that are coming up with programs for primary school. We don't want to take away the childhood from kids, you know, but we just need to give them a little bit of information, just like we give them information for their education around schoolwork. Why don't we have some mental fitness stuff to go with the physical fitness stuff? And those, the fact that those two blend in so beautifully. And I love the word mental fitness and the kids love it too, because it gives them a scale of one to 10 to work towards. And you can give them some tips and tricks or exercises, just like you do with the physical fitness. So that's super important. And we need to normalize the conversation because when we have groups of kids come through our programs and workshops, um, they sign something at the end. Um, and they give a little questionnaire and survey and so forth. And, you know, up to 70% of kids will say that they worry alone in their own bedrooms or in the bathroom at home and they mm. cry whilst they're in the shower because the shower will take away the noise of the tears. Um, that's too many. Yeah. Uh, what you want is kids to walk in and say to mum and dad, hey, I had a bit of a tough day today. Now, that to us as grown adults Seems quite an easy thing to do, but would you do that every time in normal life when you'd walk in and your wife's there and you can tell that she's under the pump trying to organise stuff with the kids? Do you want to add another layer of complexity mm. to her day or are you just going to go, you know what, I'm just going to deal with that myself? But just you deal with that yourself for yeah. 30 days in a row, 60 days, so 90 days, that's three months of getting shit from work and not being able to communicate it properly and you get on the piss a little bit too much and you start eating bad food, then you start feeling a little bit irky and then the kids start irky and then your missus got stuck. All of a sudden, it's just a melting pot. Whereas if you can pick the right time to say, hey, babe, I just need to talk to you about some stuff that's bumbling around in my head at the moment. I don't need you to fix me. I just want to get it out. Mm. Or 
you save that for your best mate where you know your best mate can listen and tell you to F off and you don't have that absolute, you know, relationship like you do with your missus. So it's all very complicated, but at the end of the day, you've just got to find someone who has got you for life, mm -hmm. you know, that you can have that warts and all conversation with. And the sooner we get there, the better. Um, it should be totally a part of the normal curriculum for school. It just should be. Um, just like balancing your, 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 your bank account, all those sort of real, you know, life skills and mm. how to talk to people about your feelings should be a thing, yeah. like much more of a thing than bloody algebra and other bullshit maths that you're <laughs> never, ever going to use again. Unless you're going to use maths as part of your job, of course it's hugely important, yeah. but for only a certain group of people. But everyone needs to learn how to have a conversation of gravity. It's just got to be in the curriculum, end of story. So it's going to take some generations for us to change it, but... You know, I'm not stopping until it happens. And there's a lot of other really good people that work in this suicide prevention space that that, that are on the journey with me. So, um, you know, we won't be um, stopping anytime soon. Mate, couldn't agree more. Now, before we wrap it up, as I said, I love what you do. I love what Gotcha for Life does. How can people who hear this chat and also, are, you know, maybe this is the first time that they've heard about Gotcha for Life. How can they get around your team and, and you know, the organisation and get in contact with you guys and, and have, you know, you be able to come out and talk to them or, or, you know, however else that you guys can help? No worries. It's gotchaforlife.org is the website. It's got all the details there. And, you know, the most important thing that you need as a foundation is for people to do events for you that fundraise. So, you know, we've got people, you know, that are at the moment, the Barefoot Dutchman's walking from Cairns to Sydney Barefoot. Like he's raising funds every day. Like you've got lunatics like him and Jamie Rogers is a, next year is going to do the English Channel, swim the English Channel for us. And then you've got people that, you know, mums and dads and daughters that put on a lemonade sale outside their house like you used to see in the movies, you know, and they, they send you a cheque for 40 bucks, you know, or they deposit 40 bucks. And it, it's all brilliant. It's all awesome. So, yeah, to do a community event where you challenge yourself to do something and you bring in some money for us is fantastic. And then, of course, we use that money to go out and build mental fitness um, and get more facilitators to do more workshops, to do more and more of what we need to do. So that's the key. But we're also after volunteers and anyone that's got any skill set that might be good for us that we don't have at the moment, you know, we had a lawyer the other day, you know, now she's our lawyer, you know, because we don't have to pay lawyers charges now when we look at various contracts and agreements that we sign. It's just sometimes someone giving you 10 hours, you know, once or twice a month that just saves you a few hundred bucks. And that's that's huge for us because uh, every $40 is another person that considered a workshop for nothing. So, you know, every little penny um, really does help. Absolutely. Well, guys, everyone listening, yeah, make sure you get around it. Uh, it's an absolutely, you know, brilliant organisation. I love what you guys do. Gus, mate, thank you very much for coming on today. Uh, I don't want to keep you. I know you've got work coming up. You're going to have to duck off to the toilet, no doubt, have a quick drink. Have, I, I understand. <laughs> I know what it's like, so it's all good. Uh, mate, thank you also to, the, you know, the Gotcha for Life crew. I think what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's so important to us all, especially right now. You're a great man, Gus, and I thank you for all the hard work that you do around this area. As I said, I've reached out to you personally and, and told you how much it you know means to, to myself and, and my dad. Um, I think you're definitely making a difference out there. So I know it, it never hurts to hear that. So definitely make sure you keep cracking on. Uh, you, you know, you should be very proud of yourself and, and your organisation and everything that you guys do. So thank you very much for coming on for a chat. My pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing, brother, and uh, I'll talk to you again. Cheers, mate. Have a good See one. See you, brother. Bye.
Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you as always by our good friends at Pro Swim Workouts. Massive thank you again to the great man himself, Mr. Gus Wallen. Be sure to head to gotchaforlife.org to see how you can help this fantastic organization or contact them to see how they can possibly help you. It's a crazy world we live in these days, but it's made just that little bit easier and better knowing that there are some awesome people out there like Gus and his crew doing some phenomenal work within the communities. And to all the listeners out there that are going through some tough times, this podcast today was for you. Make sure you reach out and talk to a friend. Let them know how you're feeling. Also, On the flip side, make sure you're staying in contact with mates and families, checking in every now and then to see how they are doing as well. Communication, guys, is the key. I say it all the time. It's worth uh, noting as well that my DMs are always open for anyone who needs to have a chat. Uh, Just send me a message. It is as simple as that. Massive week of Off The Block still to come. Team GB legend, Mr. Duncan Scott, coming up on tomorrow's podcast, as well as a few young guns uh, making their way through the Aussie ranks. They're coming up later this week as well. So plenty to look forward to on Off The Blocks. Keep downloading our show. Tell your friends about us as well. We can never have too many listeners, so make sure you're spreading the good word. Also, don't forget, our OTB crew shirts are now on sale. Just head to the Insta page and click on the link tree to find them. They are selling pretty quick, though, so don't miss out. Get your hands on yours today become a part of the crew. Until next time, guys, thank you very much for being a part of today's podcast. Have a wonderful day. Text your family and friends and see how they're going. Tell them you love them. And it's bye for now.